daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sampano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, the podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us anytime. We're looking for some mailbag questions here and there. LockedOnRays at gmail.com is the spot to do that. LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Okay, Ulysses, we roll along in our player review series. And today we have drum roll, Josh. Fleming, a.k.a. Dwight Schrute, a.k.a. Four Eyes, a.k.a. Flem Flem. That's all I got. Wait, so I'm also... A.k.a. Four, D3. Is, wait, so I'm also Four Eyes too? What the heck is this? I'm sorry. I have my contacts in today, actually. Oh, so. okay. I'll see you so at I'm, night with, with, with the glasses. Back. I am flexing on everybody right now with the contacts. I feel like a new man here. I'm not... Uh, Peering right into the computer, like I'm, you know, I'm squinting into the computer. I can actually back up a little there bit and go. see how things go. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, honestly, as a, as a glass wearer since I was like in the seventh grade, mm-hmm. I've always been jealous of of people that had the sports glasses. I don't know if you did you ever get those. I always thought it was a little nerdy. Oh, I loved it. I'm on the opposite side. I, every like even now at 30 years old. I'm seeing guys like Josh Fleming have those 40, and I'm like, damn, those do look fly. I always like them. Maybe he would be better without them. Maybe he should turn to the contacts. I feel like when you're, look, he's not a flamethrower by any means, but no. when you're making an athletic motion like that continuously, I feel like it's tough for the glasses to stay on or for you to, I feel like it can be a distraction. Like when I golf, yeah. And I know different sport, whatever. But when I have sunglasses on, even that distracts me. I couldn't imagine just having the regular glasses as well. Mile an hour fastball and like you know keep it in place. I don't know exactly. I think it works for him. Josh, keep it up. I like I like the shades. Uh, Let's go with the big picture here with Josh Fleming. Hundred and four and a third innings pitched, a five oh nine ERA with a four twenty seven. Uh, FIP, an ERA plus of 78, 65 strikeouts in those 104 innings pitched, a 0.5 F4. Did you get the B-War by any chance? A 0.5, positive 0.5 yeah. is the F4? Yeah. Okay. Uh, negative 0.7 is the B-War. Ooh. There so. you go. So, yeah. So, uh, not such a hot year for no. Josh Fleming. So this first segment, like we always break down, the positives, one went right, mm-hmm. then the second segment, one went wrong, and then the future with the team on the third and last segment. This segment is going to be a little bit thin, but I'll <laughs> get us started, Kevin. I'll get us started <laughs> with Josh Fleming here. 104 innings in a third. He covered a lot of innings for this team. Fourth most yeah. on the team. And I don't think a lot of race fans would actually jump to say Josh Fleming's name when they when they talk about innings, 104, only Waka, Yarbrough, and McClanahan had more innings than Fleming. So a rookie that really did his job 
by getting on the rubber and just pitching because you need innings yeah. to be covered. Especially when you were going from 60 to 162. And this was an issue that so many teams had to deal with. And it was a question coming in of how many guys for the Rays are going to be able to give you a hundred plus innings. And I guess the list is four, right? It, yeah. it was Fleming. It was Yarbrough. It was Waka. It was McClanahan. And more to that point, um, he pitched five innings or more 11 times. He threw six innings, three times, six and a third and seven innings. So uh, there were opportunities and there were times where he did his job for sure. Uh, there were certainly times where he did not do his job. But, but let us not forget, Kevin, I like that you said the five innings plus, mm -hmm. but let's go back to the beginning of Josh Fleming's 2021 where he was actually succeeding and he was, yeah. and he was getting good results. What was happening then? He was getting taken out. Now, you could argue, well, he was taken out at the right time every time. Sure. Okay. Fine. But you can also make the argument, you know what? He could have even provided more quality innings when things were going right, when the mental aspect of mm -hmm. the game was a positive one and not a negative one. So I, we do have to say that. Let me say this about Josh Fleming, too, and just kind of running through what he provides. He is a mainly a sinker cutter changeup guy. He also worked in the curveball, which uh, wasn't very successful this season. But he, when Josh Fleming is at his best, he's doing a couple of things. He's working quickly and yes. he's keeping those pitches down. He's keeping the sinker down. He's keeping the cutter down. He's keeping the changeup down. When he starts to let those pitches go up a little bit, those ground balls turn into line drives or they turn into home runs. So that is something if you're going to, why is Josh Fleming having a good outing? Or why is Josh Fleming having a bad outing? That's really what it comes down to. That ground ball rate is super important for him. It's at 55.7, so 56% ground ball rate. That is the best on the team with 20 innings uh, pitched or more. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's just a ground ball machine. And then you also add in the fact that you're telling me that he is a fast worker, which he is on the mound. Yes. That's the perfect combination for a guy who's going to rely on his defense to keep him on their toes because things are going to be happening. And before his demotion, I talked about this during the season. Uh, when you look at batted ball events throughout the middle of the field, he had the most receptions if I can use mm -hmm. that football term. There we go. Uh, it, it, for, for grounders, straight to the pitcher. And he covers that very well. He he does not, maybe because he has so much practice because it happens to him all the time, Kevin, but he is never flustered yeah. with a, a, a comebacker to, to him and, and, and to field his position. That is also a really great asset from for, for a guy who is very young in the league. Yes. We have to acknowledge, yeah, he's only 25 years old. Yeah. And this is a guy that, uh, again, just kind of big picture credit to him and what he's been able to do. Fifth round draft pick out of a D3 school that nobody ever heard of. He was never one of the Rays' top prospects. In fact, when he was no. called up in 2020, it was like, who is this guy again? I Josh Fleming? 29th, right? 30th? Something like that. He wasn't even top. 20. Yeah, I mean, depending on which resource you looked at, uh, fan graphs in 2019 didn't even have him on their top 54 list of race players. Like he was a honorable mention of, 
he was a throw-in of, oh, this guy has some pitchability skills. Who knows where he's going to wind up? And look where he is. He's, you know, pitching 100 innings in 2021. Um, as far as some positive markers for Fleming before we move along here, uh, 78th percentile in average exit velocity, 78th percentile in hard hit percentage, 71st percentile in walk percentage, and 97th percentile in chase rate. So that's about what we got for the positives, I think. Unless uh, there's anything else you want to mention there. No, no, no. I, I think I've got a little bit of a meteor pack of information for the negatives. Okay. But I also have a meteor pack even more so for the future of this team. Because maybe we can put some positives for the future of Josh Fleming with the Rays. Maybe you could even put some green Skittles mm. on him to succeed. Speaking of green Skittles... Go to bet online to deposit those green Skittles and earn some more green Skittles as well. Uh, bet online is back and better than ever before a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Be sure to head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. That's L O C K E D O N to receive that bonus. Bet online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. And it's where the game starts. Let's get to what went wrong with Josh. Well, I mean, we highlighted the positives, which basically uh, all intents and purposes was he threw a lot of innings. He ate up innings, but he did have some clunkers. He did have some bad outings. He didn't perform quite as we maybe expected after a really solid 2020 season. Yeah, no, I, I, I you could not have seen this coming and, and, because his 2020 was really good. And a lot of race fans were really excited uh, mm -hmm. and kind of clamoring for his, his call up in 2021. Like when is he getting the, the, yeah. the damn call up? Uh, I looked at the splits. He's so not attacking right-handed uh, batters like mm -hmm. at all. He mm -hmm. is just nibbling. Look at this line, 76 and two thirds innings, 79 hits, five home runs, 28 walks. 28 walks against righties in 76 innings. Uh, I mean, a, a whip of 140. Mm. You cannot just be giving this many free passes um, against against righties. He, he, it, it's so noticeable when you look at the chart. He is just nibbling. He's not really attacking righties as he does lefties. It's not like his line against lefties is just a shining armor, but yeah. it, it it is more normal of of, of a line. And, and when I add on my favorite stat for pitchers, mm -hmm. you know it, left on base percentage. How How's that stranding those runners on? 65.30. 65.3 left on base percentage. If we use the same 20 innings as a minimum for that ground ball percentage, um, which he is elite at. Yeah. Can you tell me where you think he ranks in the left on base percentage with 20 innings in the race 
uh, pitchers, all of them that had 20 innings or more, where does he rank in left on base percentage? Uh, I would say pretty low. Maybe Yarbrough was worse than him. 19th, Kevin. Oh, boy. So you would have to name 18 race pitchers Mm -hmm. that got on the mound in 2021 that could strand batters or runners more effectively than Josh Fleming. That's not good. Yeah. So when you add those two together, you're giving uh, free runners and then you're letting them score. You're not stranding them because when you go back and, and you see that whiff rate uh, at seventh in the seventh percentile, so you, you you're gonna you're gonna get hit. Yeah. You're gonna get hit. And that's the problem and something that we have to acknowledge about guys like Josh Fleming and Ryan Yarbrough, which Ryan Yarbrough could probably take some notes from Josh Fleming on hey, speed up the pace yes. a little bit, but they do not have a true out pitch. They don't have that, okay, we've got runners on and we really need to strike out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're not really able to do that as of yet. And you talked about splits, and there's a couple splits that really stood out to me on the negative end for Josh Fleming. One, his home and road splits. At home this past season, he had a 228 ERA. On the road, an 8.8 ERA. And this was a discussion we had uh, previously earlier on in the season, it was, does he get rattled by raucous road environments, Fenway park, Yankee stadium, wherever it may be, because we have to remember how successful he was in 2020. You weren't playing in front of anybody. There were no fans in the stadiums really for the entire season and much of the playoffs too. So I wonder if that is because as much as I praise him for being a guy from small school D3, has he ever really had that pressure mounted on him before of 40, 45,000 fans uh, cursing you out, and, uh, opposing fans cursing you out? And we should say not a single major league player has had that type of atmosphere before getting to the show. Right. Right. Yeah. But do you feel like – how many people ha- has he played in, uh, uh, in front of in a D3 level? Maybe, uh, like, don't count the cows. Yeah, not counting the cows, maybe 100, 150. So, and those are family members, really. That's so it. Minor leaguers, and then you go to, you finally get to the show, and, and, and there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. There's nobody there, not even family. Yeah. So that you got maybe he gets used to it. I don't know. I don't want to play, uh, you know, arm side therapist, right? Here, but, it's glaring. It is a glaring stat that we have to point out to. The other thing is his pre all-star break numbers and post all-star break numbers, because he was actually really good in the first half of the season, three, two, six ERA versus second half of the season, 8.66 ERA. And again, I'm just trying to throw out possible theories here. Maybe, maybe some of that is a stamina endurance issue again how many innings did he throw in 2020 not even 50 30 35 yeah. something like that and you're basically tripling that and then you're adding stress mm-hmm. to that plane in front of fans and you're doing more traveling maybe that gets to you a yeah. little bit and maybe also these are professionals on the other side they figure out josh fleming they they build a little bit of a book they build a little bit of a scouting report against him and they're able to exploit him in one way or the other if you're successful in the in, in a rookie season like he was in 2020, 
Uh, and this has happens to so many ball players. The sophomore year is going to be a little bit of a yeah. of a rough patch. They've got a book on you now, and not like a minor league. Like, oh yeah, we have this you know grainy video from mm-hmm. Iowa, Idaho. Yeah. No, no, no. You've got everything. You've got the book on him, uh, and and obviously that that's that's going to to be up to you to make the adjustments, right? Like, can yeah. I make the adjustments to the adjustments that they made on me right. on, my, on my rookie season? So, yeah, it it, it was a stamina issue. It, it could be, and I'm not going to say it is, it, it could be because 104 innings, Kevin, I don't think he's done that more than twice probably in his professional right. career. And again, if you haven't, it had, if it had been a couple years since you did that, then it doesn't, oh, I threw 140 innings in 2017. Like, okay, are you keeping that up after what happened with the pandemic season? Yeah. Uh, and let me say this. I kind of alluded to it a little bit. Uh, he's just got to scrap that curveball. Get rid of that thing. Mm-hmm. Guys were hitting 400. And I, I know he only used it 5% of the time, but it it was just a hanger, basically. It had, had no spin to it, not much movement to it. it. It was just, and I kind of understand where, Maybe they were coming from and, hey, develop that fourth pitch. You're going to, we need you to be a starter. You don't really, you're, you're trying to keep guys off balance like a Yarbrough type. You don't have that true out pitch. So just give them a, a little something extra to think about. But Through it, the kitchen sink at them. Yeah, so they know, but it's don't know what's just coming. not a good pitch whatsoever. So maybe just taper back to what works well, the sinker, cutter, change up, just use those yeah. and and figure out a way to firm those up uh, the best you can uh, with that. Um, and let me say this, uh, you know, people are probably like, well, how did, how did Fleming wind up with that ERA after all those innings pitched? Um, we can go back to one of uh, it. I think it's fair to say that this was the worst starting pitching outing of the year for a raised pitcher. Yes. If not, maybe in, in Ray's devil Ray's history. I don't know. I would have to look at the numbers. August 11th at Fenway park, three innings, 10 runs allowed. You are very close. Uh, by the way, do you know the score of what that game was? 19 to six, 20 to eight loss for the Rays. but 10 earned runs, 11 hits, six walks, in three and a third, or yeah, three and a third innings. No homers given up. It was just like he just got doubled to death, he, basically. He had another one in Atlanta, too. Yes. And that was, again, I, the I road post, environment. Post All Star. Yes. Yeah, it was a road environment. I was at that game. Uh, the, the crowd was very rowdy. Yeah. Um, you know, it would be nice to get intern McGee in here mm-hmm. and, and tell and, and, and ask him to take those two outings out. I know. Oh, well, you're just picking yeah. and choosing the worst ones and taking them out to look at, to look at him better. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see the final numbers without those two, because it, it would make a change because mm-hmm. those were horrible outings. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. And now he also had a couple outings where, yeah, he gave you five, five and a third, but he also gave up five earned runs. There was a, a loss, uh, against the Seattle Mariners where he did that. So those are the ones that you have to cover innings. Those are the Waka early types of yeah. like, Hey, look, five innings, five earns. We, we've got the best franchise lineup ever. It's okay. We've yeah. got you covered that, that that's okay. But I don't think Josh Fleming's year was as bad as the numbers look because the two clunkers, maybe even three clunkers mm-hmm. that he had were like, yeah, apocalyptically bad 
clunkers. Right, certainly. And he actually, believe it or not, after that Red Sox outing, um, he was able to bounce back because he had a couple solid outings after that against Baltimore and Chicago. Signed to see because you wonder if, like, an outing like that, would that just break a guy? Yeah. Does that just, hey, you get the yips and you can't even, you know, throw a strike ever again at the major league level? But luckily, he had some mentorship. I think it was Colin McHugh that came up to him and said, hey, buddy, uh, I've had a successful long career and I've had outings worse than that. I've had an outing where I gave up 13 runs, 12 runs, 11 runs. So, We've all been there at one time or another. Uh, okay, moving on. Josh Fleming's future with the Rays, according to baseball reference, he will be arbitration eligible in 2024 and a free agent in 2027. My question, Ulysses, is do you think today, November 4th? Uh, yeah, November 4th. November 4th. On November 4th today, do you think that Josh Fleming will make the Rays' 26-man roster out of spring training? That's a good question. That is a good question, Kevin. Yeah. I'm going to go with yes. Okay. Because, again, I think this is a guy who the Rays believe in still Mm -hmm. and who is cheap and has had already MLB – uh, experience. So who are his competitors right now? You throw out a Tommy Romero, a Dietrich ends. Well, not, not a lot of MLB experience. Then you tr- throw out, well, Yarbrough has more experience than Josh Fleming, but I can tell you this more money. Yeah. So Josh Fleming is actually like right in the middle where mm-hmm. doesn't cost a lot and has had major league experience. Like that is the, the, the perfect sweet spot for the race. So I, I do think that he, if he has a successful mm-hmm. spring training, he should be yeah. in their roster. And Yarbrough might not even be on the team. There you go. After this season. We don't know that. Now you wonder about what is the ability and condition of a Brennan McKay, a Jalen Beeks, a Colin Poche. You mentioned Dietrich Ans, Adam Conley, Cody Reed, Jeffrey Springs. There's a lot of lefties or a lot of potential lefties in the fold. The other question is, what is Josh Fleming? Is he going to be a get lefties out only guy? Is he going to be a bulk guy? Is he going to be a garbage time guy? Is he going to be a can? Is he good enough to be a number five, number six back end of the rotation, finding the role that works best for him? But you said it, Ulysses, or you you kind of pointed to it a little bit. The Rays, I think, have some sort of faith or like Josh Fleming in one way or the other. Heck, he made the postseason roster over Ryan Yarbrough, over Brett Phillips, over a guy like Taylor Walls. Like the Rays over went Ryan out of their sheriff. Yeah, o- over yeah, yeah. Uh, they, Dietrich ends, and he, he and he was on the postseason roster in 2020 as well. Yes, so he was. There, there's something that the Rays like about him for sure. And again, that grind, like you, you have to look at the elite things that a player does when they're in the race. Like, what do they do really well? That ground ball percentage, mm-hmm. people. That is top of the line. Like that is that Gucci bag. Yeah. Okay. You get your significant order or other in Christmas time. Like that is, that is great. That is great to have. So how can you maximize that? How can you maximize that ground ball percentage? Is it being a lefty only guy? I don't think so. Uh, Is it being a short stint kind of guy, two innings? I don't think so either. I think they're going to go and try them 
as a bulk slash fifth starter. Now, if I could have my cake and eat it too, I would use an opener yeah. behind him. I think that would be the best and, and kind of make him a bulk guy in the fifth spot. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I think that that ground ball rate is way too good to pass yeah. up. You got to you got to give that a shot. And maybe the Rays look at the tea leaves a little bit and see something. Okay, he was really good in the first half and then slid in the second half. So maybe you find a way to taper back his innings in the second half, or that gives time. You do the rich Hill approach, not saying you trade Josh Fleming, but do you, okay, you have Josh Fleming as a starter in the first half, and then maybe figure out what the roles will be. Maybe Tommy Romero or somebody else, maybe Brent Honeywell, maybe Brent McKay, whoever it may be. Maybe there's somebody out there that is willing to step into that role, or you make a trade deadline acquisition, whatever it may be. By using the opener, you would taper the innings too. Yeah. So that is true. Uh, so, so again, I, I think there are way too many good things. And obviously, as a factor, because we are race fans, you know that money is a factor. Uh-huh. He is cheap. Cheap. And start of the 2024 for arbitration. If you bought yourself a Fleming jersey or a Fleming jersey in yeah. 2020, well, that was a good purchase because I don't see him as a trade candidate, obviously, because the value is not at its highest. Mm-hmm. That's not when the race like to trade guys. And I don't see them cutting him either. Like I just don't, no. I don't I don't see that happening. So he'll be in the team. Uh grade time oh boy. for Josh Fleming. Do you want me to give mine first? I always do. Okay. I always do. I Oh boy. You know what? Let me give mine first. Okay. I want you to think about that for a second, I think, because I think you were gonna be mean teacher there. Um I have him in a 73. Is that a C minus? That's a C minus. I'm giving him a 74. That's what I was deliberating and pausing about was, do I give him the C or the C minus? I gave him the C minus, 73. And that is deserved, but I'll give him the little bump up because of the innings. And the FIP was, I think, more in line with the pitcher that he can be or is. And he did. Yes. He he banked out the team in the first half. He did. He did. Uh, it's just the drop-off was very, very yeah. um, noticeable. And I give him credit for kind of reinventing himself in a way or accepting the new role and get sent that. down to yeah. Durham. And then I think he was great. And he, he pitched like 10 innings in Durham. And, I mean, nobody could hit a lick off him. And it was like, okay. Yeah, he, he's good. He's had that reset and he's ready to get called up. I, I love that you mentioned that because there that sometimes has to happen to guys who had had enough of a taste of the MLB. And then you go down to yeah. the and you're like, oh, my God, no, I cannot do this again. I cannot do buses. I cannot do mm-hmm. the, this life like yes. I am better than this. And then they go shove and then they get their, right. their time. But in, also good of, uh, of you to mention the fact that he was willing to take that role. I think that's now a mentality between race pitchers is like. Look, man, I just want to be on the bump. I just yeah. want to be on, the, on a winning team, and whatever gets me there gets me there. Good for you, Josh Fleming, to try to be a reliever. Mm-hmm. I think that was just out of necessity. I don't believe that that's going to happen for Josh in 2022 unless, again, the performance is not as what we expect. But uh, good on him for trying that out. Over under 102 innings next season for Josh Fleming. Ooh. I'm going to go over because if he okay. had 104, and I believe he will be better, more experienced, over 102. Over under 441 ERA. Uh, 
tie like that. I have it at a four forty. Yeah, over under. I didn't say uh, what push. Was it? What, what was four four one? Four four one under four forty. Okay, <laughs> that's a pretty close Thank you. marker there. There you go. All right, there it is. Wait the, before that. Yeah. Do you have them over four forty one, or do you have them under? Man, I'm kind of uh-huh. thinking along your ends. I might go under on the innings pitched and slightly under on the ERA. There we go. Look, there is definitely good metrics here that you can pull out of mm-hmm. Josh Fleming. He can be a successful guy. Not the great results that he that, that you would expect, but I'm I'm serious. I'm looking at that chase rate. I'm looking at that ground ball rate, and I'm saying there's something mm-hmm. you can you can really work with that. Indeed, there is. All right, that is our Josh Fleming player review. Thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked on MLB podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a great and wonderful day, and we will talk to you tomorrow.